incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Everybody and welcome to episode 24 of the latest PS5. I'm your host Sunny Sangera, and once again I'm joined by Mr. Alex Sylvester. How you doing, Alex? I'm all right. I'm all right. How you doing, mate? Yeah, it's, I'm good. You know, uh, obviously listeners are aware. They should be aware from our accents, but we have spoke about it a lot. We're based in the UK, so today is day one of lockdown. The sequel. Um, oh, yeah. So it's been a bit of a crazy day. Um, let us just apologise for not having an episode last week literally in the final week of everything being open before lockdown our timetables kept changing crazy situations occurred which stopped us recording and we were just like right let's just move it to a jam-packed episode 24 which is what we're going to give you tonight we've got so much to go over yes Um, and still coming in I know, there's so much <laughs> so to talk much. about. Uh, I'm so excited. But before we get into all that briefly, Alex, um, how you been and what have you been playing? I've been all right. I've been uh, I've been enjoying the fact that my boys have now stepped into Hollywood, you know, in the Spanish Princess. So if anybody checks out the episode four, you might see a couple of uh, familiar faces. Well, you won't see any familiar faces, but anyway, the two boys in there are my boys. Just want to give them a shout out. But anyway, in terms of gameplay... Um, I've been playing um, one of the most uh, popular telekinetic games known to man, um, Control, the ultimate yes. powered version, which has just been released on the Switch, which I'm, you know, I mean? I was just constantly up through my mind anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, the game was like, uh, it's like a free demo. It's like a, a shadow dropped it, you know, as soon as they released it on the uh, mm. yeah, Nintendo Direct. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so I dropped it pretty much the same day it came out. I thought I've got to check this out and see what it's like. And it's a free download, so I threw it onto the system. It was only, it only took up like 69 meg, yeah, because it's all you know, accessing everything from the cloud. Um, but the games, oh my god, I mean, everybody knows for both of you played control, it's just it plays exactly the same. Um, it's only as good as your internet connection. Uh, and to be honest, it gives you two modes on there it gives you the enhanced mode. Uh, which basically get this. Oh my gosh, get this! It has ray tracing. You have ray tracing on the Nintendo Switch, albeit at 30 frames per second. Yeah, but basically, and it works well. It looks, it looks really good. That game, that standard. game is made for 30 frames, though, just because of the the, yeah. the, the, the uh, abilities and skill that she has. Mm. Any faster, you're gonna make your eyes bleed. <laughs> it would. It made, the, it made the Switch bleed. It explode. <laughs> <laughs> But at least it's like it's the ultimate edition, even though it's like it's like thirty pounds, like thirty five quid, which is like forty quid in the states. Oh, sorry, forty dollars in the states. Um, but yeah, so you can pick it up for about seventeen or twenty dollars. Um, but in fact, this is the ultimate edition. You've got the, uh, the the foundation expansion. You know what I mean? More mm-hmm. of a backstory about the uh, you know, the oldest house. You got the, uh, the the crossover with Alan Wake, uh, you know, and it's 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 a nice running game as well. So, I guess this is an example of where Nintendo potentially can go, especially as we're going into the next generation. If they switch, make well, if they switch, you know, excuse the point. If they go um, using the more of the cloud technology, mm. uh, they could potentially keep up. They could easily keep up with the uh, the next level uh, or the next generation of games. Well, to some extent, they'll probably get to like PS4 and PS um, PS4 and uh, Xbox. Um, 
if you can run control, you can run any PS. Well, maybe with the exception of like Last of Us, but you can run any PS4 game because control made original PS4s choke. (laughs) So if it's running off the cloud and it's running fine, then I'm pretty sure any PS4 game, bar the Last of Us, because of its insane install size. Oh, you don't know, you know, you don't know. Oh, I'm just basing that in like, you know, just because, you know, like the Red Dead and Last of Us have those ridiculous like 100 gig installs and everything. It's just, it's it's crazy. But have have, have you finished it? No, I haven't finished it. No, no, I was just basically just looking at my reflection uh, for like two hours. <laughs> but yeah, I will be going it, and this will be keeping me warm until I finally get my hands on a PlayStation 5. Come on, Santa. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, no, I, did I? Yeah, I got the Platinum in Control. I remember oh, nice. I was playing it, and the combat reminded me, not like because it was similar, but just the depth reminded me of yeah. Devil May Cry, and I really loved the combat system in DMC. So, right. um, yeah, I really got into the combat, and then by the time I got to the end of the game, I actually realised I was on like 70%, 75% of the trophies. So wow. I had done a lot of the stuff that people were saying, uh, this is challenging. I had kind of got it naturally and organically as I played the game because I was really thorough going into every room, going into every area, going back and just doing different fighting styles and different telekinesis, uh, telekinesis skills on the yeah. enemies and stuff. So I was just chock, chock, boom, eight trophies. I didn't even realise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I might as well platinum it. Evil Jedi. Evil Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a great game. Yeah. Um, you know, and Remedy did really, really well on that. Um, yeah, for myself, like, it's been crazy. So I got my cousin's PS4. So I finished GTA Living <laughs> City Stories on the PSP. Um, and then I was just like, all, right. Those of you who didn't remember, or well, who, who probably will remember from last week's episode, uh, Mr. Sony Sangaria had to um, let go of his PlayStation 4. Uh, and so uh, this is the reason why we're. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's it. Like, I thought you were going to go cold turkey to it as well. I tried. I tried. I thought to myself, okay, so to give you an idea, my, my, my plan worked. As I mentioned, I got like £270 for my PS4 Pro. The trading mm. value is like 130 now. So I made £140 like higher. So, you know, I was like, bam, there you go. And then I nice. thought there's plenty of stuff on Amazon Prime, Netflix, Disney Plus, all this stuff between now and the PS5 release. Yeah. Why the hell Mandalorian is episode by episode and not binged right off the bat? <laughs> it's pissing me off, right? Yeah. Star Trek Discovery is weekly. What the hell? When did yeah. that happen? You know what I mean? And I was just like, I don't like this, but I don't want Netflix and Amazon if I'm waiting weekly for this stuff. The whole idea is to get it day one ready to exactly, go. Exactly, it? It's like turn back in TV scheduling. I know, I know. So I borrow my brother's PSP, Clock GTA, Liberty City Stories, um, and I paid Peace Walker again. That game, man. It's like, honestly, I mean, anytime you play a Metal Gear game, you think it's the best, but honestly, just from a pure initial gameplay experience, Peace Walker's up there, man. It's so fucking good. And then I thought, uh, I can't do this. I can't, I can't. This media is not good enough for me. So I went all the way to my cousin's. (laughs) Took him out for dinner, told him I'm taking his PlayStation, took his PlayStation, um, and then literally I've been playing Pez and I'm playing through The Walking Dead, the final season, the Telltale Games one. Um, So I thought, yeah, I've started that, so I'm playing through that now. But, Mm -hmm. so, listeners, if you're not from the UK, as, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're in lockdown. 
The problem we have is a lockdown lasts till the 2nd of December. PlayStation launches 19th of November. So when this announcement was made, everybody went crazy. Not about the global pandemic or the fact that you could die. It was more, how do I get my PS5? So uh, the retailer I pre-ordered it from, Game, they said that, okay, you've got to come in before lockdown begins to pre-purchase the machine. And then yeah. they can open to do a click and collect. So on the 19th, I can go to game um, yeah. and just pick up my stuff. I can't buy anything. I can just pick up what I've already purchased. Oh, as soon as they told me that, I left work early, went straight to game <laughs> and spent 740 I know, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, I bought a PS5. I bought an extra pad. But the 3D audio <laughs> headset, the camera, and I got two games. I got Miles Morales and Call of Duty Cold War, just because I love the campaigns in COD. Um, nice. Yeah, and I thought I'll get through them, and then when I finish COD and that, I'll probably sell it for like five pounds cheaper than what it is, and then get Demon Souls with that money as well. So keep it going, keep that rolling going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm ready, Alex. I'm ready for the PlayStation Five. I just need the 19th to hurry up. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait, I can't wait, and it will come before we know it, hopefully. <laughs> well, you know, um, it's not much of a, uh, so we'll go into the news, there is a lot of it, more specifically about individual games, but yeah. um, this one is not really news, because it's more of impressions, because obviously uh, media outlets, influencers, their embargoes lifted worldwide, Japan, America, UK, and they can actually talk about the PS5 itself, they can talk about the DualSense controller, they can talk about the first level of Astro, Astro's Playroom, uh, Playbot, whatever it's called, I can't remember. But, yeah. Alex, the the, the yeah. thing that stands out the most is the DualSense controller. Your thoughts? Ooh, yes, that is the pedicle. I mean, yeah, fair enough, we're going to be making great advancements in terms of visuals and audio, but I don't think it's been, I don't know when the last time we've actually made such a revolutionary leap uh, in terms of the actual physical tech, you know, mm. um, in terms of controllers. I think probably when the Nintendo 64 came out, they first had the um, the 3D joystick and maybe the rumble, you know, and then which obviously was then implemented by everybody else. But um, I don't know, this this pad, the DualSense, is just a revolution. This is the one thing I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on. And uh, from what I've seen online, oh my gosh, it's just... <laughs> I'm just getting excited. <laughs> Too excited. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think the biggest one for me is um, reading it on, not reading it, listening to. So today, uh, one of the news stories or goals that is Dirt Five um, yeah. developers released like a dev diary of the PS5 version of the game. Obviously, talking about 4K, they're talking about 120 hertz, yeah. things like that. But they, you could just see the the excite when you got a developer who's worked on a game for years and I've you know we've worked in the industry a long time you do not get that that often but mm -hmm. to see a developer and see the excitement on this man's face as he's talking about the dual sense combined yeah. with 3D audio in a headset for Dirt 5 yeah. I was yeah. just like wow I can't wait I <laughs> yeah cannot wait yeah, yeah, this is this is the best time. You know what I mean? When yeah, like you said, you know, everyone's got their creative juices. They're they're really looking forward to just pushing the experience for the whole genre, well, the whole industry. Mm. Um, and what an exciting time to be alive, guys! Even though we've got a massive pandemic around, uh, it's definitely an exciting time for tech. Um, but yeah, man, 
it was really good, it's and it was such a, an amazing Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's little things. People were talking about, uh, you know, there was a video on um, social media where someone was actually showing the resistance in the triggers in oh, yeah. Astrobot, and they were also showing um, things with obviously the the adaptive triggers and the rumble in the pad and the sound yeah. and everything. And I'm just like. I'm so excited. I just cannot wait. We spoke about it in episode the first few episodes when we focused on one particular thing and we as soon as the controller was spoken about, we were always saying that you know, the controller is the key. The SSD and the controller are the two yep. things that are going to really stand Definitely. out and it's come to fruition all 20 weeks later that yeah, it, it is the <laughs> yeah. DualSense controller because if I'm Microsoft now, and and this is a weird thing, you know, we spoke we spoke about marketing timelines and how you said it, Microsoft shot their load early. You know, we're yeah. weeks away from launch, and all people are talking about is the DualSense controller. <laughs> you know, yeah. nobody's talking yeah. about games, nobody's talking about the hardware yeah. anymore. Everyone's just talking about the pad. You know, exactly. and I, I saw one um, media outlet. I think it was. I, I want to say GameSpot. Yeah. Um, or it might have been a digital foundry where they said that once you go to the dual sense and then you go to another controller, it feels like a step down. Oh, yeah. Because you, the immersion yeah. of the pad in the game, mm. if done right, is amazing. And things like we mentioned, Dirt 5, you, you're able to feel, um, the developer says you can feel the different textures of the road on the pad as your car gets yeah. damaged. There's resistance in the triggers as well. Yeah. The uh, NBA, as your player gets tired, uh, the triggers become harder to pull to pull off shots and blocks. You know, this Astro's playroom with the springs and the water fountains. Oh, did you know that every level in Astro, it's based in a PS5 console? Oh, wow. So the first level, which is like cooling um, beach or cooling waters or something like that, is yeah. yeah, it's on a beach in there. But if you look at the background and everything, you're actually yeah. in the cooling system of uh, the PS5. So you, that the PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So it's kind of it's kind of nice. it's doing that, <laughs> yeah. and it's got little hints like the like the the, the 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 sky is like the menu screen of you're like in P- oh, PlayStation yeah. Land. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy, yeah. but it's so cool yeah. how they've done it. And yeah, you actually start the game actually inside the version of the PS5. Mm. Um, that's, that's crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, I saw a teardown of the pad, um, and the one thing which has been, you know, been mind-boggling, I'm sure, for a lot of fans, um, which is the uh, resistance triggers and yeah. how they're actually going to work, and the tech that they've got inside of it is is mind-blowing. I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, basically, I did. I did. It, it's amazing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's going to be, and the way it's it's, I guess, it's on a call system. It's on a call system, so depending on the um, the, the party or the obstacles in the game, um, it will release the certain amount of coils or flexibility in terms of the actual button itself. So normally you just press it free, it's going to be like a normal um, trigger burn. Uh, but as soon as they put a current through the coil, um, it, adds, it adds a bit more resistance, and that can change pretty much like maybe a hundred times a second, you know what I mean? Which is, it's going to have to be the case depending on what type of um, mm. weapon you're using or what type of, uh, you know, terrain that you're on. It's going to be really fascinating to see how these developers are going to be incorporating these, um, this technology into games. But, um, oh my gosh. And next to that, I mean, obviously you've seen the, uh, the haptic feedback. I mean, the, the, the rumble engines on these, 
uh, in the drill sense. It's just, it's massive. Mm. <laughs> it's huge. But really, see, compared to the ones with Nintendo Switch for like little tidbits, man, I mean, these things are actually some solid piece of kit. And you know, obviously, the, the, the advanced over the years, um, especially from when the, um, uh, what, from 2017, when we first really had haptic feedback in console games, we're going to be seeing brand new innovative tech, you know, in terms of haptics. And, if, if, if it, uh, from what I've heard, it's pretty much on par, if not better than the haptic feedback in like, you know, the top line phones, you know, I'm talking like, like Apple or Samsung. I mean, they've just basically just broken the mold and they've taken it to another place entirely. So they, Sony. They've, or, that, that, that slogan, mate, play has no limits. That That's what they yeah. meant, you know. And <laughs> it's so funny because when you go back and you, you, when Cerny was talking about it in the Wired articles and that, and people were just like, whatever, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, no one's going to use it. And then we fast forward until a week before launch in America, and everyone is just like dual sense this, dual sense that. It's yep. it, you know, it's vindication for Sony. Sony must be sitting there, and the and you know the the, the control the R and D department and the control the controller designers must be sitting there with grins on their face, thinking that <laughs> we have wowed and excited game developers. That's not the yeah. easiest thing to do, you know. And they've done that, and they there's and. You just listen to everyone, and as we go through the stories um, yeah. in the next few, it's half of them yeah, about yeah. the dual sense. But before we do, did you notice or have you seen pictures of people changing the the black clip on the pad? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that listeners, nice. um, yeah. if you think about the dual sense controller, uh, where the sticks are, there's like a black um, clip that goes round on the inside. Yeah. Um, people have been removing them and putting their own clips, so. Hopefully that'd yeah. be kind of cool, man. If you can proper customize that as well, I'm down. Like, <laughs> let's do it. You know, I'm impressed with the fact that like people are already discussing like ideas for customization this early without even having the pad. You know, without even having the console, it's not even released yet. Mm. You know, people are already planning ideas. I think um, one YouTuber, Dave uh, 2D, had already um, had a cover over his um, uh, uh, PlayStation Five, and it looked cool. He had like a matte black cover for it, but it didn't actually cover the inside of the actual. Um, of the actual mm. system so you can still see this white trim which still look pretty cool because obviously you can see the little is it the uh, the circles across the uh, you know the whole the shapes which has been laser printed inside uh, onto the actual surface um but i'm just going to be impressed to see what um you know the fans are going to do you know so mm. they've got the other uh, playstations in their hands and like we're going to be seeing some crazy customizations i mean sony's probably not going to have to do anything <laughs> you know what I, mean? because I just people are just going to go crazy if you want to get proper trippy Mm-hmm. There's a company that's working on Vanta black panels for the PS5. Oh wow! Is that that Vanta that really? Now, listeners, you're probably thinking, "What's Vanta black?" Just Google it. Yeah. Just Google yeah. it and look at it, and it's the blackest mm. substance color that you can get. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I think there's like a phone. One phone case was made, and it is trippy. Yeah. When you look at it, yeah, you're like, yeah. "Oh that my god." Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I mean, the light doesn't it? It's kind of like velvets, but without any type of reflection whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a nice, that'd be a nice look. That'd be a really nice look. It's gonna be crazy. Like when you go to, like you know, once you know, touch wood. Hopefully, 
we start getting to go back to fan expos and comic cons and stuff like that, you know, there will be companies that are selling plates and, you know, pad clips and everything. And, Mm. you know, if you like Dragon Ball Z, you can have Dragon Ball Z panels with a Dragon Ball Z clip on your pad. If you like Tekken, you can have that. If you like, you know, Metal Gear, which is what I would have, then you can have (laughs) Metal Gear on there. But I wouldn't have any Metal Gear. It's got to be PS1 visual Metal Gear, you know, like that. (laughs) Or the... the, 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 uh, Or the concept art of Metal Gear uh, Snake Eater, you know, that's amazing. But we'll move on from there, Alex. We'll get to some games. Um, And the big one, Resident Evil Village, you know, um, it's not that far away. You know, we got the launch. Once the launch period settles down, I think everybody's forgotten just how crazy stacked Sony's first year is on the PS5. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. Obviously, one of the biggest games is third-party Resident Evil. Evil Village, aka Resident Evil 8. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they've um talked about some of the features of the PS5 version, and that is so first off, it will support 4K with um HDR and ray tracing nice. if a game wasn't scary enough. Um they've said that PS5's high-speed SSD will enable players to instantly pick up right where they left off with almost no load times. Mm. This is the one that's got me excited, and I know you. This is Resident Evil 8, remember, this is a horror game. The game will support PS5's 3D audio features, as well as the DualSense controllers, haptic feedback, and adaptive triggers. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, you know, once again, confirmation that it does take place in a first-person perspective. Um, that is going to be trippy. You know, that is just going to send people straight to the I'm just thinking, like... PlayStation VR, 3D audio with the DualSense controller. Oh, God's sake. Yeah, like, that's true. That is, they need to come up with a term for all those, you know, when it's got the trinity of DualSense. I mean, that's like DualSense Max or something. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean Resident Evil 7, you know, when I played it at, you know, at yours, you know, the, the PSVR, that, even that first scene when you've got that woman just running around and she's... Kitchen. Jumping, you know, it's, yeah, it still trips me out to this day. I mean, and that was then... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and fair enough, we're not going to have the VR uh, just yet. But in terms of the um, the immersion, I mean, you're now going to be able to feel it. You're going to be able to feel things jumping on you. You know what I mean? It's oh, it's already sending chills down my spine. But it's going to be great. It's, yeah, it's definitely. going to be absolutely amazing. And I really can't wait to try out that 3D audio as well. That's going to be insane. I just really hope that. Um, <clears throat> it's the uh, the headphones, right? The headphones are pretty much on point. The reviewers yeah, yeah. have been saying it's pretty good. So uh, yeah, well, the, the funny thing is, like, um, a lot of companies are saying that the, the 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 tech for the audio is impressive. The games sound amazing on PS5, but a lot of these first waves are not even fully utilizing Tempest Audio because the, yeah. obviously they weren't developed on PS5 until late into its development stage on the dev kits and stuff. So yeah. they haven't. This is just what they're hearing. A lot of them are just normal audio frequencies you know that are multi-format across xbox and that way till like the you know like the sony first party games like yeah. i don't know if you saw the did you watch that dirt 5 development diary um no, on the ps5 yeah. version so he talked about while you're racing in dirt 5 yeah um you as you're going around the track you, yeah. As you get closer, depending on how you're skidding, what side of the car it's on, as you pass yeah. speakers aside of the track, yeah. the, you'll blow past the music and you'll hear it in the audio. <clears throat> yeah. 
So yes. he goes, you could be on a straight, and at the end of the straight is a right turn, and there's fans there, and there's speakers there. As you're going yeah. up that straight, you will hear the music to the left side of your ear more because the speakers are on that side. Because you would hear Stormzy's track that's in the game, and as you're getting closer, the, the, the music's getting louder on the left side of your 3D audio, and then as you skid, it comes like a U-shape around the back of your head because yeah. that's how it would hit you if you were actually in the car. Of course, of course. I was just like, wow, unbelievable. That is unbelievable. I mean, it's... I'm just watching it now. It looks phenomenal. (laughs) Well, when you finish it, you you got to listen to him, just to the stuff, and you'll see the excitement on his face as he talks about the dual sense and the audio and stuff like that. But speaking of excitement, Alex, I know this one tickled you quite a little bit, and that is Spider-Man Miles Morales includes the brilliantly animated Spider-Verse suit. In oh, yes. the Miles Morales game, and not only that, it, you get the same frame rate motion that you get in the film, yeah. in the game. So if you equip that suit, you can, which you can get as a pre-order bonus. But they have said you can unlock that suit without pre-ordering the game. So you still can get that suit for free. But if you do pre-order the game, um, you get the suit early, basically. But See, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah be, it, I'll, I'll be playing it as from day one. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be the, the suit for me. It just looks uh, crazy, though, that they, you know, I mean, the original Spider-Man game that came out in 2018, you know, a lot of Spider-Man fans called it, you know, this is the, the love letter to Spider-Man as a whole yeah. for a Spider-Man fan because there's so many suits in there and yeah. references to all, like, comic book Spider-Man, video Spider-Man video game Spider-Man and Miles Morales is adding to that, you know, and the suits were a big thing, but the fact that they got the frame rate the frame rate down to the film as well is a nice touch, really a nice touch. And it's basically just going to give it a different texture because obviously you're going to be used to seeing everything in 60 frames per second and ray tracing, but that's going to be the one thing that kind of sticks out, you know, but normally I guess that would be a bit odd, but because of the style, choice that they've used for it i mean even the, the clothing as well it's, it's more comic book um it's just going to contrast well with the beautifully rendered um version of new york that he's going to be swinging around it so i can't wait i can't wait for that suit on and just start flying through you know i mean mm. fair enough i can go back to the original suit and get it in glorious you know i mean ray tracing hd or whatever but that is just a nice stylistic choice and um that's what i want to see more of yeah, definitely. That was a really good um, move by Sony. They're just good to remember. Like, the movies are utilizing their IPs very well. I mean, obviously they own the whole Spider-Man franchise, so it wouldn't have been too much for them to even get that in, inserted into the game. But um, you know, hats off to the person who just bought that in the in the uh, in the boardroom and said, you know what we should do? Just get that suit in there. <laughs> mm. But I mean, it's it's a testament to Sony as 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 a worldwide studios, which we're going to talk about later. But um, you know, I remember listening to an interview with Ted Price, who's the head of Insomniac, and it wasn't a case of Sony demanding a a particular game from Marvel. You know, Sony approached Marvel, and Marvel were open to the idea of a huge game, and they asked uh, Insomniac, you know, which which superhero game do you want to make? Yeah. And Insomniac, Sony said, it's up to you. You know, what yeah. you you have a passion for is how we know a great game will be made. If we tell yeah. you what to make, we're telling you. You know, and somebody just thought they might as well aim for defense and said Spider-Man and they got it, yeah. you know. And yeah. that game released in 2018, it's always, you know, the DLCs for it came out <clears throat> within the first four months. 
You know, the yeah. game came out in September. By January, yeah. all of the DLC packs were available, which is kind of what you need. You can't wait a year for DLC. Yeah. It's ridiculous, yeah. right? Difficult. But then they never stopped. There was always more suits, you know, when they put um, uh, Spider-Man 2, the movie suit in, you know. Um, yeah. All of all the amazing Spider-Man suits are in the game now as well. As There's yeah. just so much love to that game. And when Miles comes out... Again, I cannot wait. It's going to be so we've cool. Got the, yeah, we've got Spider-Man, well, the last uh, chapter in the home series. It's going to be released next year as well, you know, mm. all being well. Um, so, yeah, I think they're, they're timing this nicely. And if they're, if Insomniac is working on the next Spider-Man 2 as well, which I'm sure they are, you know, which is just going to be potentially a PS5 exclusive, um, they could all release it around the same time, maybe. It's just going to be a massive push for the franchise. Um, and even even the, uh, the new suit as well, Spider-Man suit, even when he's jumping, you know what I mean? When he's like doing his uh, suit, you know, his bat flips and when he's just diving through the air, they've actually got his personality embodied in the suit. You know what I mean? So I like that mm. they've adapted that style um, Marvel, well, again, they could have easily just put the animations from the original Spider-Man yeah. in this, but they said that yeah. Miles is a raw <clears throat> Spider-Man. He's not yeah. used to it, so his animations and his flight has to be different to Peter Parker's. It has to be yeah. edgier, messier in his fighting style. Just looking at the fighting it's is really different to Peter Parker's yeah. and everything. And I was just like, yes, this guy's more violent. This game is going to be amazing. But it's you know, even and... different to the Miles Morales, the new Miles Morales. You know what I mean? The animation mm. style is is different to that much for us, you know what I mean? And I think that's a really nice, really nice choice. I'm just looking at it now, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't wait for the release. <laughs> Two things about it before we move on. Uh, number one, once you unlock the suit, you can turn that frame rate off if you want to, but you can also apply it to any other suit in the game. So really? if you really like that feature, but you like another suit more, you can put that frame rate on another suit. Nice. So you actually have that option because there are some amazing suits that have been shown for Miles yeah. Morales. And I know there's stuff that they haven't, but some people may, you know, like one suit but love that frame yeah. rate and want to switch rate. it. So yeah. that option is there for gamers, which again, it's just it's showing, you know, uh, it's fan friendly. It and is. It's making it work. And did you see in that um, Spider Verse gameplay footage when he lands? on the edge of the building and as he's yeah. working on that satellite you can see the ray tracing and you can see him in the reflection yeah yeah beautiful yeah wow gonna be, yeah. next generation here we come <laughs> it's amazing, it's amazing. And, um listeners if you haven't seen it uh go to uh just type in on youtube um into the spider-verse miles morales yep. and it will show you about a 10 minute gameplay clip of yeah. the new miles morales <clears throat> suit which is the suit that is from the into the spider-verse film which yeah. right now in my opinion is the best spider-man film ever made yeah. so they um, have yeah they, they actually did it very well didn't they and the fact is that they actually paid homage to all the rest of the spider-man films as well which was a nice touch um but yeah mm -hmm. definitely excellent well spider-man is out on launch cannot wait for it but i've got to follow some great news and happy news and exciting news with some bad news specifically for you alex and that is in regards what? to playstation vr and uh, oh, our, uh our boy jim ryan you know ceo of sony computer entertainment has been chatting away and he likes to chat away yeah, he does, um he does well, and it's 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 a it's a subject that hasn't been broached often you know because obviously we're on the the horizon of a new console, which is a PS5, yeah. and we can see it, it's almost with us. And there's obviously so many games in development. You're competing against Microsoft, you're competing against um, Luna and Stadia and all that stuff, and you've mm -hmm. got to make sure you have that content in the first few years. 
that inevitably something's got to take a back seat. So when asked the question about PSVR recently, um, this was the Washington Post, uh, Mm -hmm. Jim Ryan um, was asked um, about PSVR and what can we look forward to that in the immediate future on PS5? And he replied... I think we're more than a few minutes from the future of VR, he said. PlayStation believes in VR. Sony believes in VR. And we definitely believe at some point in the future, VR will represent a meaningful component of interactive entertainment. Will it be this year? No. Will it be next year? No. But will it come at some stage? We believe that. And we're very pleased with all the experience that we've gained with PlayStation VR, and we look forward to seeing where that takes us in the future. So... um, Seem like the biggest pre PR, <laughs> you know, really like yeah, yeah. it's just warming up people's seats and thinking, What the fuck? You know, mm. you know, for that soon. Anyway, what do you say? Well, that I mean, that's it. You know, we've seen ex- you look at the experiences that PSVR and uh, Oculus and Vive, it's not a competition, it's not like that they've all given us immersive VR experiences. You know, we've had. Yeah. Batman VR, we've had Moss, we've had Astro Bot, we've had Super Hot, we've had brilliant game by the way, Blood and Truth. You know all all these games that are absolutely Resident Evil Seven from start to finish in VR. You know Half Life Alex. We've had so many great VR experiences, and I think it's a smart move by Sony because for me, I don't want them to half ass it or rush it. Because they took their time with PSVR, and that's why we got those experiences that I just listed. You when know, the, um, the place. Okay, so how long after the PlayStation 4's original release did the PSVR then get released? Uh, PlayStation 4. I think the VR came out like three years after, because it came out a, a year. I want to say a year or eight months before PS4 Pro. Okay. Okay. Because I remember uh, okay. um, buying the Pro, thinking right, my. Uh, my VR will run smoother now <laughs> because the PS4 was choking. But, you know, we think about it in a sense of if if Sony were to release it quick, that's great. But they need to establish PS5. They need to get the install base there. And the best thing about delaying VR for about two years is by the time they're ready to manufacture and design or design and manufacture Oculus and Vive, specifically the Quest, which is, you know, spearheaded the, the lack of cables and trying to get it as wireless as possible yeah. will be cheaper to use, you know, and I'd rather wait for Sony to release PSVR 2 and have it wireless yeah. than release it now with the same amount of wires or one wire less, you know what I mean? Yeah, and definitely um, the, the quality of screens as well in the next few years is going to be insane. I mean, no doubt we're going to be using OLED as opposed to, uh, what, LCD, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, they've, they've, they've got... They've got They've got enough time to wait, like you said, about the install base. There's plenty of time to build that up. But it just seems like they're sticking through to form. You know, if it took them three years to release it from the initial release of the PlayStation 4, they're just sticking to their schedule. You know, it doesn't seem like they're actually going to be doing anything too early or too late. They know exactly what time uh, in, the, in the product's life cycle for them to release it. And you need your you need your peaks and troughs, don't you? You know, you've got the launch of the PlayStation 5. You know what I mean? It's got all that fanfare. You don't need to cloud it with new tech as well because that's when you just shoot your load. That's when you pull a Microsoft, you know, and you left mm. that in the water. And there's nothing else for people to look forward to besides, you know, obviously you've got the games, but you want to have some nice innovative tech. And like you said, the way um, the VR industry is just blowing up right now, you know what I mean? By 
what, in the next three years, it's going to be at another level for um, just the perfect time for someone just to come in, swoop in, especially with the established store base. And then just pretty much just cream it all. <laughs> They'll cream it all. They've got the IPs. They've got the award-winning, well, it will be award-winning software. Uh, the tech's going to be on point. You're going to have the 3D audio. You're going to have the brand-new OLED screens combined with everything else, as well as the DualSense. And there's also that, um, what was that demo that we saw? Um, when they're experienced, uh, they're using the PSVR controllers. I mean, I think they're going to be using some different type of tech for VR controllers. Um, it actually stays small, but... Beat Saber. It wasn't Beat Saber, no. It was actually, I think they were, it was like a demo. It was like a um, like a raw, um, uh, I think they were just showing the tech behind uh, well, what they would like to use for the next P, um, PSVR, and, you know, the move controllers. Uh, it's mm. going to be used as sensors, so basically just monitor your hands a lot more accurately, kind of similar to what the, uh, the Vive has now, but obviously it's going to be on a completely different level. Um, so yeah, I just can't wait for them to actually finally polish all that tech and then release the PlayStation VR 2, and when that does get released, I mean, it's going to be affordable, it's going to be uh, with a very popular <laughs> one, so well, okay, affordable in terms of VR. Right? That's, that's what I was going to say, <laughs> correct that line. <laughs> it's not going to cost, I mean, you know, it probably costs as much as an Xbox Series S, yeah? Uh, and you'll probably throw in a couple of bundles uh, down on the game, but it's, it's, it, it's the right market for it. You know, and I mm. think there's going to be a lot more uh, swing towards VR. We've already heard Mark Zuckerberg talking about um, him trying to make Facebook the next, you know, I mean, uh, a VR platform essentially, uh, which obviously has come to some dismay of some fans um, with the Oculus because you have, apparently you have to have a Facebook account to sign into Oculus, and a lot of people aren't really feeling that. You know what I mean? They want to just play games without having to be tied to Facebook. Uh, and it's funny enough, you've actually got some hackers out there at the moment who are actually who have managed to get around it. So uh, <laughs> the Uberculus, without having to worry about signing to Facebook or have Mark Zuckerberg looking at you while you're actually um, playing your favorite games. But anyway, uh, when Sony decides to release theirs, it's going to be at the right time for the market. And it's in the next few years would be perfect. I mean, that's when the developers are going to be comfortable with the technology, with the PS5. They'll know exactly how to utilize the SSD. Um, they'll be able to, you know, utilize the, uh, the haptic feedback and the dual sense and really create an immersive experience that we have yet to see. You know, it, it, will, it will top the experience uh, featured on the Vive and the Oculus, you know, the PC market. It will trump all of that because um, like what they've, they've coined with the, uh, the, the dual sense, you know, they're working on sensors. You know, they're not just, they don't just want to throw you more polygons or more teraflops into your eyes or, you know, they're not just focusing on that. They want you to be immersed into their world. You know, and I think that's hats off to Sony. I think they're they're really working on innovation, and that's um, obviously they're taking a massive page from Nintendo, um, <laughs> but they're just doing it a lot better. I'll say that. I will say that definitely. Um, mm. Anyway, that's my rant about that. What are we what are we talking about next? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, we got a, a doozy one, and this is you know a really really popular one that's going on right now, and that's game acquisitions. So as you know that um, Microsoft obviously they haven't yet bought them, but you know the announcement was made that they have agreed to purchase ZeniMax for seven and a half billion, which was Bethesda Studios, blah 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 blah. So as you can imagine, the question was thrown to Jim Ryan um, about that acquisition um, and if Sony has any plans to acquire studios and. This was, again, with the Washington Post as well. And Jim Ryan replied, 
Um, what did he say again? Okay, so narrative-driven gaming experience have always been kind of a unique strength of PlayStation. So there's a kind of synergy between technical progress and our capabilities to tell stories. That's a trend that will only continue, and another reason it will continue is every time our studios do this, they get better at it. Yeah. He describes Enimax acquisition by Microsoft as a logical step for Xbox to follow but our strategy lies in thoughtful constant organic growth and investment in the studios rather than major acquisitions he added yeah. now i was chatting to um an xbox uh diehard fan who's been microsoft his whole life and yeah. he is really pissed off at microsoft at the moment um because yeah. they are this so he was he he talks about that um Phil Spencer, you know, they're doing a tour about it, they're talking about it, and, you know, he says they are going to release games on PlayStation 5, because if you weren't, you would just say it, and if there was a time to say it, you say it now before the hardware machines come out, because you you will influence sales, but he keeps beating around the bush, and he cannot answer the question, because the question is yes, the answer is yes, we're going to release the games on PlayStation 5, so... And if anyone disagrees with me that who's listening, I'm I'm happy to put a financial bet on that, right? Um, but <laughs> yeah, the, the, the thing about it is, and here's the thing, you can acquire as many studios, and I said this a few episodes back, I've got no confidence in Phil Spencer when it comes to first party because this generation that we've just about to finish has shown that the leadership at Microsoft's first party studios and the structure to release a game is terrible. You know, because, I mean, yeah. Halo lost the director. You know, there are more announcements yeah. coming about problems at Halo. 343 is supposed to be your naughty dog, and you yeah. are struggling that bad with that studio. And you're paying $7.5 billion. There's so many moving parts, but then you've still got to pay for game development on top. you still got to mm-hmm. release those games. And I just think, you know, I spoke about it, I think it was like 10, 11 episodes ago when I spoke about THQ Nordic and how they purchased um, Sabre Interactive, which was a studio yeah. that is just supporting. They, they, they specialize in engines and tidying up and um, releasing games on multiple formats, you know, creating different versions. And yeah. That's what you need. Sony have that already in place and they've just opened a second one in Malaysia, which is all about support studios because... Listeners, if you aren't aware, it doesn't matter who you are. You can be Naughty Dog, you can be 343, you can be making The Last of Us, you can be making Halo, you can be making Mario. You outsource parts of your development to external companies to assist you in getting it completed on time. And that's the big problem with Halo at the moment. And what Sony have done is they're, they're buying studios that already have those support teams internal in place. Insomniac being one of them, hence why so many games are coming out so quick from Insomniac because they have the yeah. structure in place to do it in house, you know. And for Sony to, I don't get me wrong, I think if Sony, if if the opportunity came, Sony would buy it because people are like, oh, Sony don't have the money; they're about to spend a billion dollars to buy Crunchyroll, which is an anime <laughs> provider. Yeah, the they could use yeah. that to buy game studios, but they don't need to because they've got fourteen first party studios who are releasing quality games, but. You know, if you own the anime world, that's just another pool of revenue and influence that you can have. It is. You know, and I mean, what do you make of it? I think, you know, one thing Nintendo do better than anybody in this industry is they have their version of Sabre Interactive and their version of Sony Ice Team, which is 
They fixed no. and they 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 fixed the games mm-hmm. and the bugs and everything to allow development just to keep going smoothly. You yeah. know, they have the support systems, and that's something that Sony seem to be doing big now, is as yeah. he's talking about growing organically because we've seen Naughty Dog get bigger, we've seen Santa Monica get bigger, we've seen Sony San Diego get bigger, Sony Bend get yeah. bigger. Polyphony's always been big; it just keeps getting bigger. Gorilla's yeah. grown to two teams, you know, so. Whereas Guerrilla was one team releasing one game, Guerrilla is now two teams with two teams, two games in development, you know. Um, yeah. And I think that's easier to manage and run. But I mean, what's your thoughts on it all, obviously? Uh, I think, well, like I said, I mean, they're, they're looking at um, narrative driven games. Well, pretty much, it doesn't really matter the genre. Games are just generally getting bigger. You know, we want to have more detail. We want it to be a lot more uh, immersive, you know, which is just the, name, um, the word for the next generation. And there's no way that you could stress yourself out trying to do it with just a small, tiny studio. So it does make sense purchasing studios which are known um, for, you know, creating, uh, you know, vast, for example, vast worlds. You know, mm. for example, I mean, I can go to the Nintendo camp here. I mean, Nintendo's got um, a lot like Platinum um work with them we've also got uh, monolith games and they do like the xenoblade saga so when they were making the zelda franchise um what well, the brand new um, breath of the world um the um nintendo worked on the storyline they worked on the characters mm. um but uh, monolith actually worked on the actual um the landscape you know the world that they created which was immersive i mean it was massive probably one of the biggest worlds that we've ever seen in game history you know, and they wouldn't have been able to do it if they did it within their own camp, you know, so they have to purchase Monolith, and it's not to say that Monolith can't go out and create their own games, I mean, they're, they're doing the next Xenoblade, they're going to be doing another franchise as well, um, but it makes things a lot easier for the system, for the companies to just focus on what they need to focus on, um, which is just making sure that the brand is in the forefront of people's minds, and that they know that when they pick up any, uh, whether it's console or a game, they're going to be getting 100% quality through tried and tested with experienced developers. And there's not going to be any holes or glitches anywhere because every aspect of the game, whether it's the sound, whether it's the visuals, um, whether it's the uh, the AI, whether it's the you know the, the mechanics of the game, um, has actually been worked on people or development teams or studios even um, who specialize in those aspects, you know, and it's only going to bring forth um, more higher quality games as we move into the next generation, which is is what people want now. That's what the market is demanding, you know, mm. so uh, it makes sense. And like you said, Xbox, Microsoft, they're kind of dropping the ball. I mean, they are picking up a whole lot of studios, but it's just weird. I mean, Sony's coming up uh, about, um, you know, they've had a, a, a brilliant round, you know, with the, the PlayStation 4 um, against the uh, Xbox more series is, um, where they've got like a store base of 110 million now. You know, they're, they're racking up all the cash. They've had a successful run with the games. 113.6. 113.6, yes. Don't, yeah. don't shine that 3.6 million. All right. Don't shine <laughs> on those 3.6 million. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Keep the digits. You know, Nintendo's going to drop you. But anyway, go to point. Uh, you know, they've got a tried and tested formula. You know, they've, they've bought studios, but it makes sense. You know, they've, they've bought the right studios who have sold the most, you know, based on uh, developers uh, who are very experienced, who are very passionate about the, um, the properties that they develop. And it's it's shown well. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just figures, you know what I mean? It's just going through the roots. I mean, you've got Last of Us. I mean, it's just insane. You know, Ghost of Tsushima, if I said that correctly. You know, I mean, these are all games which are going to be going to be uh, giant franchises in, in the future. And suddenly, like, you've got, uh, you know, God of War coming out or releasing next year. 
these they've, they've they've got all the chess pieces in the right places you know what i mean they've got these massive franchises massive walls which they can then develop even further you know and they know that they've actually got the install base to um to facilitate that so mm-hmm. um what microsoft needs to do is just basically just have a look and see what sony's doing and and try and copy i mean they don't have the track record that's the only thing with microsoft they don't have the track record mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and so. But you know, but when you think about it, they've been in the in- Microsoft have been in the game industry for twenty over twenty years now. It should be there. Yeah. I mean, Sony. This was a one generation thing. Sony worked on the infrastructure from the PS3. You know, getting yeah. the dev teams right, getting the development yeah. stages right. You know, the developers like, uh, for example, Days Gone has. There's been an announcement that it will support um, sixty frames per second. Um, you know, and other features for the PS5 version, same with Ghost of Tsushima and stuff like that. But it's not yeah. the first party studios doing it. It's the Sony's got support teams in place to do these things, you know. And whenever Sony has to delay a game, they delay it. I mean, you look at what's going on at the moment with Cyberpunk, you know, yeah. that is development hell. Yes, the game is ambitious, is. but the management at the top, in terms of just managing that team and the development timeline yeah. structure fucking terrible yeah. and yeah, yeah. it's a massive game it's one of them you know <laughs> it's, it's got a marketing deal with microsoft yeah. i guarantee you 100 percent. as sony have shown yeah. in the past if sony were marketing had that marketing deal on that game sony would be supporting that with the ice team to assist cd project red into finishing it microsoft doesn't yeah. have that infrastructure yet and the biggest thing in this industry now is development developers sorry they won't tie down to a developer they'll sign contracts and then they can move yep. around because you can make games on consoles, you can make games on PCs, you can make your own app, you can make games for mobile phones, you can make games for streaming services. Unreal yep. Engine is used in Netflix and Disney Plus shows, so you can go to film and TV. You know, it's never ending now. And yep. having a support team that takes pressure from the core development team is key to keeping people happy. You know, and that's how Naughty Dog keeps the likes of Neil Druckmann and how, because I'm pretty sure Microsoft would have made an attempt to go for Neil Druckmann, you know, the director of Naughty Dog or the director of God of War. Say, here's an open checkbook. What will it take for you to come to us? You know, yeah. and but the, but it's it's more than money for these guys. You know, it's the passion for the project, and it is. you know that's why no one ever leaves Nintendo. That's why no one doesn't. Leave, the big names don't leave Sony because they're happy. And you know, exactly, yeah. and that's a big thing. But it we'll is. move on from and there. Just, yeah, I was gonna say, no, you, you had one more thing to say. No, I was just gonna say, um, good luck, Microsoft. <laughs> but I guess Microsoft kind of know what they're doing. Well, they don't actually, sorry, we tell you, they don't really know what they're doing in terms of creating or developing um, game studio. But what they just seem like they're doing is just they're just going for the mass market, aren't they? Mm. You know, they just want to be that go to third party console so and you can see that in terms of you know their launch you know i mean it literally is just purely third-party games which is going to be pushing the sales um of the series x well this well this round anyway you know and that seems to be the case for the future obviously they're looking towards the the cloud aspect and everything but um in terms of actually being a uh you know a software or game development company you know that's not i, I don't think they're ever going to be that they don't think they're ever going to be that way i mean sony's had you know, over over twenty years, almost thirty years plus. You know, I mean, they've they've rubbed shoulders with the greats, like you know, they've gone toe to toe with Nintendo and Sega. You know, I mean, they've been there. They know how to. They know what they're doing. Um, but Microsoft, 
I guess it could be down to the fact that it's an American company, maybe, you know, because at the two, <laughs> they're not really doing as good as they could be. Um, but obviously, Sony, Nintendo, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're, they've pretty much they've generated, they've, they've taken this gaming industry to where it is, you know, mm. to the point where they are household names. Xbox still hasn't got to that stage yet. But I think with their approach now, which is just going to be the online streaming platform for, I guess, third-party games, that could be where they cream. That could be where they kill it. So only time will tell. Mm. Yeah. Well, in the final bit of news, Al, this broke earlier today. Um, and I don't understand why it broke today when it was announced by Mark Cerny when he did his Road to PS5 presentation. It just shows that people don't listen and negative what anything that can come across negative, you, you highlight it as fast as you can. Um, but obviously mainstream sites have obviously spoke about this in a positive way. Fanboys haven't. Um, but PlayStation 5, Sony has reconfirmed that the PS5 won't support SSD storage expansion at launch and that is reserved for a future update. Now, if you go now, listeners, what that means is you can't put a custom SSD into your PS5 at launch because that um, dedicated internal slot, theoretically, um, which supports M.2 SSDs, uh, yeah. will apparently be disabled out of the box and it will be reserved for a future update. But obviously, as yeah. I said at the beginning of this news section, if you've been paying close attention, you would know that's not a big surprise. So uh, Mark Cerny, who um, was talking up the SSD storage expansion uh, on his, on that uh, road, you know, that technical preview that he was talking, which was, yeah. it was in March, he said at the time that it was likely to be a bit past launch. He said it would be available past launch. Um, past launch. And he that's said it'd be cool. great if that happened by launch, but it's likely to be be a bit past it so please hold off on getting that m.2 drive until you hear from us now yeah. the question is why what's a hold up um, and as certainly explained and this is the best way to put it not yeah. all m2 ssds are fast enough to keep up with the ps5 thin <laughs> enough to fit into the ssd bay or compatible with sony's io controller um off-the-shelf SSDs would need to deliver more than 5.5 gigabytes per second of bandwidth of a PCIe Gen 4 connection and that not have a giant heat sink so large that they won't fit into the PS5's uh, drive base. So what he's saying is, with the exception of maybe one or two drives at the moment, um, nothing's fast enough yet, and they want to make sure you get... That's dedication to the design, because you are literally holding off you're like wait wait we want you to have an optimized ps5 this is the matrix we need it to run perfect yeah let us give you the list i'm happy to wait because with the of exception of call of duty to give you an idea Sackboy: boy a big adventure 32 gigabytes spider-man miles morales 50 gigabytes spider-man with spider-man remastered 105 demon soul 66 and then black ops for some stupid ass reason 133 gigabytes but that's call of duty for you um <laughs> But, I mean, if you look at it, Miles Morales, 50 gig, and Demon's Souls, yeah. 66 gig. That's smaller than PS4 games because of the yeah. SSD, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, they're just starting to utilize it. Yeah, uh, the solid-state drive is just going to be uh, sort of its infancy, aren't we? So it's going to be interesting to see how developers are going to be moving forward, just making sure that everything's a lot more compressed. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it, hopefully it will mean that the... Um, the standard, what was it, 825 um, that the uh, PlayStation comes with, uh, which is then after the system, which takes, what, a third of that, 
Uh, no, so it's 825 out of the box, yeah. but the uh, yeah. system functions and always drop it to, I think it's like 680, so it's about 76%. Okay. Yeah, so it's about 76% left, oh, whereas so, okay. Microsoft's is one terabyte down to 820 or something like that, so it's taking 80%. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it's taking yeah, a bigger, no, chunk. bigger chunk. But that well, Sony includes hmm. the, the 20 gigs for Astro's Playroom as well. <laughs> of course they do, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, if you have the option to delete that, it's just going to be like, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, like, you know, that game's going to be crazy. Um, but yeah, it's again, it's just a case of developers understanding um, how to utilize the, the space and how to develop games in a different way. You know, using taking the SSD into consideration. Um, and then hopefully we will be seeing um, just small file sizes. I mean, you know, like you said, these ones which are being released right now are considerably small. I mean, bar Call of Duty, which is just ridiculously large. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. But the um, the fact that they haven't actually released the list, I mean, that's what people really want to know. You know what I mean? It's like, can you actually um, utilize one of your NVMe drives, which is pretty much in a, a laptop that you're what's lying around in the house, you know, so you can actually expand it? Um, and it just seems like the I guess mm. they're, they're probably potentially waiting for it to, you know, once it's been released, once they've actually got a couple of figures and confirmation, then yeah, they're going to go ahead with it. Or maybe they haven't figured out the um, the partnerships, whether they're going to be working with Seagate or Sandisk or whichever, you know, you know, they maybe they haven't got that. I think it's a smart move as well, because what it will do is it will stop a fanboy putting in a slower drive and then making a video comparing the, the load speeds and showing Xbox is faster. But more importantly, I think, is by disabling it right off the bat, it allows yeah. people to see actually just how fast the PS5 is, because then once they yeah. do get a list, if they or if they put the wrong drive in in the future, they'll realize, oh, it's actually slower than what it should be. That's not right. Yeah. You know, um, and listeners, if you're listening, um, you can still buy an external USB drive for your PS5. You can store games on there, so you don't have to use, if you have a data cap, you don't have to use that to obviously re-put it back on a PS5. The only thing is yeah. you cannot play the PS5 game from that external drive. You have to copy it back right. over to the PS5 machine, but you can do yeah. PS4 games off the external drive. So, Yeah. It's, that- it's going to be crazy. I mean, I think we have I think I had a report about, I think you're running the Witcher on uh, the Xbox Series X. And uh, I mean, it, it, this is one of the problems which we may even see on the PlayStation 5. Um, just some of the games which are just poorly optimized because it's running so fast. Yeah, that, you know, you go to a level and like everything is actually ready yet. You know, mm-hmm. like the system itself hasn't even brought it forward. So I do, do hope that um, backwards compatible games are actually going to be optimized correctly so we don't have, you know, these trolls or fanboys or non fanboys um, pretty much the same, you know. It's, it's, it's a guarantee, help. you know, it happened with PS2, it happened with, well, not with yeah. PS2, but it happened with PS3 because that's yeah. when social media was born then. It happened with PS4 yeah. and Xbox One. It will happen again here. You know, people will show stupid videos and stupid things. And again, that's just a showing of developers not having the time to properly optimize their game, you know. And I'm pretty sure CD Projekt Red have zero time for the next three years until Cyberpunk comes out. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. I'm going to tell you now, Al, Cyberpunk is going to get delayed again. It's going to go past... 2020. He said in an interview, yeah. he didn't commit to the December 10th. He just kept saying, hopefully, 
Yes, oh. hopefully, yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, this game is not working on the OG Xbox One and the OG PS4. Yeah. You know, it's being held back. You know, the, the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro have a little bit more processing power and clock speed to run it. Obviously, the next-gen and PC can do it perfectly fine. But that yeah. original PS4 and that original Xbox One will be screaming like it's giving birth trying to run that game. Yeah. You yeah. know, um yeah. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's all the news for this week. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of other ones, but we only want to talk about the good, fun ones. Um, yeah. But we'll move on to the letters, Alex. And uh, this yeah. is from someone near the your neck of the woods, I think. Uh, Amanda from Islington. Is that near Islington? Islington. Yeah, yeah, that's very yeah. cool. Uh, so that's in the UK she says with the UK rumoured to be going into lockdown this was from last week (laughs) as you can see that we didn't do the episode so we brought it here what's your thoughts on people not being able to get console on launch and days so Amanda sorry we would have answered this last week but we kind of answered at the top of the show (laughs) Um, you know Sony have come out today and said that no PS5 can be purchased anywhere in the world physically on November 19th well it shouldn't be um, because of coronavirus and that it will only be done um via click and collect or online purchase so again um smiths have a click and collect here in the uk gamer doing a click and collect i'm sure other retailers that sell it will be doing something similar you'll get your dodgy indies who won't care you will Um, get the dodgy lads you know same in america same in mainland europe same in japan all online but yeah, it's just whoever you've pre ordered. where the world with. is right now, isn't it? So yeah. it's the same way, obviously, with COVID being a major issue. Um, everybody does have to protect themselves. So it makes sense. You know, well, it's great. You Again, it's you great know. by Sony for being the first one to come out and say, look, we're not, we're not releasing it. We don't care. It's not about sales, it's about safety. Um, because they know they'll sell the machine anyway. <laughs> yeah. But it's just yeah. like, yeah. think about the people first. Don't just think about the. the just getting it out and selling it as much as you can. And they, they, they said it straight. They don't want people queuing up. They don't want people gathered. They've said you not to gather outside of a, a retail store because it will not be available on the 19th. And it's easier for Sony to say than Microsoft because the PS5s haven't gone into retail stores yet. They're just in distribution centers, whereas yeah, Series yeah. X is already in retail stores and sitting there. So, yeah, uh, Amanda, sorry. We would have answered your question last week. We've kind of launched it at the Cheers, beginning Amanda. of the show. No. Yeah. Um, David from the Big NY, New York. New York. Um, New York. David says, a "Great show, Team PS Five. It's great to hear your thoughts and opinions each week. You guys should teach these American podcasters how it's done." <laughs> we will do. We will do. My question <laughs> is, that's it. My question is this: Why are now we not? We are now just mere weeks away from launch. What are you most excited about now? So obviously, as we've gone through this, yeah. you know, tw- half a year of pod, half a year of podcasting, Alex, yeah. that yeah. Um, you know, we at different stages we've been excited at one point about the Tempest, about SSD, yeah. about a game, about feature. Yeah. What are you, we're, we're a week and a half away in the UK, two weeks. Uh, what are you most excited about now? Uh, two things I'm really excited about. It's like three things. Oh my god, this is a, it's kind of hard to really turn into one specific thing. Um, I really can't wait. So I guess it all comes down to the drum sets. To be honest, I really can't wait to get my hands on that and see how it plays in Yashor's playroom. Uh, and I really can't wait to get my hands on that Spider-Man suit that should become Mark's <laughs> So it's all based on the drum sets. Yeah, so that's the one thing that I, I really can't wait. And I guess I've mentioned it on numerous episodes as well. Um, but yeah, I think that is the most interesting thing about all the systems. And it's going to be the one thing that sets 
um, Sony aside from the first. And I just hope that um, obviously the first party studios are going to be adapting, you know, more of the trigger resistor triggers, you know, the, all the new tech. I just hope they just keep it up. You know, I hope third parties also adapt it. And um, we could also see, well, if there's a good, good enough um, uh, you know, feedback from it, we could also see Microsoft bringing out a haptic feedback pad. You can imagine it, right? Mm. Um, so, well, they have a little bit of it in the that, Elite. It's in the no, Elite controller. It's, it's not in the Elite controller. They don't have nearly as much haptic feedback. They don't have haptic feedback like they have digital sense. It's like, it's just, it's a very good, um, it's very good haptic feedback, but it's not, so it's not haptic feedback. It's just like a normal, it's like a HD rumble. You know, it's mm. not actually haptic feedback, but it's like they don't really program it into the game to such, but, um, especially the resistive trigger as well, you know, which is going to be, you know, obviously covered by the game. They don't have none of it, you know, and, and then this is going to be the standard for all PS5 uh, owners. You know, they're going to have next level, literally the next generation in terms of gameplay. And it, the only place that you can actually get it is going to be with PS5. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that dual sets. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, I think Miles. Miles, Miles. I think it's just as we get closer, just seeing the Spider Verse, yeah. just seeing the city, and be, and yeah. just, it's just rem- reminding me of how fun it was just to just, just fly around, at, <laughs> and just seeing the speed that Miles yeah. is moving on PS Five. I was just like, yeah, I'm excited for this. You know, yeah, I can't yeah. wait. But I think it's more like because obviously I've got an, I, I recently bought you know in the last week an OLED TV. Um, that supports 120 frames per second, but just seeing the blacks on there, you know, I can't wait to play the games. I can't wait to play COD. I can't wait to play Miles, Demon Souls, all these games. DMC Five Special Edition Ray Tracing. I think honestly, I think it's gonna be my first proper for experience with ray tracing because I'm getting simulated ray tracing on PS4 now, you know, as I spoke about with Mafia and a few indie games. I don't play PC games, you see, so I'm excited to see what ray tracing can do and then switching up to 60 frames after to see the difference and things. So I think just the technical prowess of the PS5 I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, The pad is a close second. I think if the Spider-Verse suit wasn't in there, it would have been the dual sense, (laughs) but the OLED TV... The OLED yeah. TV and Into the Spider Verse suit just really made me go, yeah, yeah, I can't wait for Miles and seeing yeah. the game run on my new TV. <laughs> it's gonna be very sexy. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really good. I think. Um, what else is there? There's, uh, there's so much. Demon Souls. Yeah, there's so much, but Demon Souls in particular is just gonna be. I really can't wait to the load times on that. I mean, obviously, we've seen the, uh, the load times on uh, Miles Morales. But, I mean, it'd be great to experience that. But with Demon Souls, you know, the point where you die to respawning, I just really can't wait to see that with my own eyes. Uh, from what we've heard about the SSD, uh, from from being off the, the PS5 being completely off, it takes about 12 seconds for you to be, like, jumping straight into the game. You know what I mean? Or that's just crazy. You know what I mean? Or that's just insane. So it's just going to be interesting. It's going to make everything else seem so slow. <laughs> you know, it's like... We're not going to be able to go back to like old school games, you know. I mean, like, will they, um, you know, like even old school games which required loading? I mean, does that mean it's going to be completely eradicated? You know what I mean? Like everything. We're not going to see those screens for the rest of our life now. Mm. Anyway, that's that's just another conversation for another day. But yeah, I'm fascinated to see how the SSD is actually going to be performed. And I just need to see my eyes. I, I can't believe how fast it really is. Mm. Um, but yeah, man. 
David, great letter. Thank you very much. And yeah, I was just thinking about next week's show. So next week's show will be like literally the American pre-launch show. So um, yeah, listeners, obviously when we, when you, you know, when you got questions, obviously if you, if you're listening from the States, get your questions in, we actually want to know what are you buying? What are you planning to get on day one? What are you most excited for? So send them in. Um, and we can obviously list them off, you know, to see what you're actually getting. Let's see, if, is there a common game or a common feature that everyone seems to be excited for? You know, it'll be really interesting. But one of our more popular new features of this show is when me and Alex try and test one another. Uh, you know, so week one, um, somebody tried to test me on PlayStation Knowledge. Week two... Yeah. Alex was tested on Metal Gear Solid 3, um, and as we spoke about this week, it's uh, somebody had to retest me, so Alex, what is my topic, and let's just get the <laughs> murder over and done with. <laughs> well, today we have three questions for you, and it's going to be on your favourite topic, something which is very close to your, your gaming heaven, uh, and it's going to be Mr. Kojima, Hideo Kojima, uh, also we know as a legendary creator of uh, the Mercury Solid franchise, the Stranding, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so basically, mate, you've got three short fire questions, which you should be able to cream with no problem. Yeah, no chance, about mate. Industry game creator. Listen, if it's not about his sex life, I'm not going to know what it is. So well, uh... okay. So what is social orientation? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, all right. This first question is simple. This. Um, oh, all right. This is Okay. okay, listeners, before That's Alex asks me the questions, if you yeah. haven't heard this uh, section sure. before, what happens yeah. is Alex will ask me a, cash, a question um, yeah. and I've got 10 seconds to answer it because, again, that okay. won't allow the time to you know go on the laptop, have a look, read it, and then answer the question or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is quite pressurised and hard because you kind of know <laughs> the answer, but it's so far at the back of your head that it just takes you longer than 10 seconds to get there. And you get put off by the guy going, 10, 9, 8. <laughs> All right, then. Okay, here's a quick one for you. All right, then. What is Hideo Kojima? What's his favourite game of all time? His favorite game. I'm now. Ten. Nine, His eight, favorite game. Seven. Yes. Six. Five. Four. I don't know. Three. Mate. Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know that. I don't know what his. I don't give a shit about what his favorite game is. I know was things that he was inspired by. Like I know. Like obviously, his biggest inspiration was the the Great Escape. I think it was the Great Escape for Metal Gear, the the original yeah. one. Yeah, but I don't know what his favorite is. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, it's all about Kojima. You don't need to talk about Kojima himself. Oh, no, no. Nah. If it was MGS, it'd be better. But what is his favorite game? Uh, his favorite game, and funny enough, I asked the question because you know what it's in which company it came from. It's a Nintendo game, and pretty much the most familiar character from Nintendo, especially Super Mario Brothers. So, um, yeah, take that as you will. His favorite game is Super Mario Brothers. I think that's the old school one that's like on NES, like back in the day. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a bit of Did uh, you know a bit, 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 of, uh, yes, a bit of trivia for you here? Um, yeah. he didn't want to put Metal Gear on NES, you know, because he put it on the MSX, and then yeah. he wasn't a part of the NES port, which was like mashed up when it came out. He was pissed. Uh, like letting that, he was pissed at Nintendo for letting that go through. He was pissed at Konami for doing it, 
Um, and so when they said, okay, let's work together on the sequel, he released it on the MSX2. <laughs> In fact, that was actually going to be one of the questions. Okay. Um, this is going to be. <laughs> you just jumped in. Um, all right, then. So, this was this is going to be a question which is pretty chanced already. Um, which was going to be uh, Not Gear was first released on which Sony console? Which you've already known. No, wait, 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 wait. What was the question? Metal Gear was, was first released on which Sony console? PS1, Metal Gear Solid. Because the original no ones, the original <laughs> ones didn't come out on the PlayStation. The original Metal Gear uh, was on the yeah. MSX two. There you go. There you go. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah, it was going to be obviously Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. Obviously, Metal Gear Solid was from the, the PlayStation franchise. Metal Gear was actually released on the MSX, which was also uh, partly funded by Sony. So they were actually a console game before the PlayStation and the. Uh, they were. They had a bit and everything, didn't they? They they, they supplied sound for the older Nintendo machines. They did a little bit with yeah, Sega, yeah, yeah. a little bit with this, a little bit with that. But yeah, it was um, yeah, MSX two for one. But the weird one was um, yeah. which one was it? Uh, when he made Metal Gear two, mm. which I think came out in yeah, 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 something like that. It didn't come to Western markets until Subsistence Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater Subsistence came out. That was the first time Metal Gear Two hit Europe. Yeah, I guess he was just embarrassed. It was like, oh, I don't want to show people my old. <laughs> I don't know, but that's the thing. Everyone said that Metal Gear Two was way better than Metal Gear One, you know. And oh, then it was yeah, just yeah. It's the fact go. that we had to wait so long, and that was the one game I hadn't played, and I had to wait till Subsistence came out. I paid forty yeah. quid just to play Metal Gear Two. <laughs> <laughs> I already had everything else that was in the collection, but I wanted Metal Gear too. Yeah, brilliant. All right, we've got one more, one more question for you. This is going to be an easy one. You say <laughs> this, man. There's some stupid ass <laughs> questions, man. <laughs> this is yeah. This is a marathon. You're you're a Kojima fan. You're supposed to know everything about his life. I know anyway, his this game, is, this is not him. All oh, right. Well, anyway, anyway, we could we could do his work later. But this is an interesting one. I thought um, Kojima. Yeah, uh, obviously we know him from being a legendary uh, game developer, you know, from the various games we've done before, uh, and he's been around for time. But not many people know about his acting career. Wait, but what? Do you? <laughs> I do you know, you. And and I'm going to give you a little clue here because we've already talked about it in the show, particularly me. But anyway, that's the only clue you're getting. Uh, the question is: uh, Could you play the actor in which game? Police notes. He's oh, in loads of his own games. He's in loads. He's in. No, no, he played a doctor in which game? It wasn't a Metal Gear Solid game. It wasn't a Konami game at all. We have mentioned it today. In fact, I mentioned it at the top of the episode, and I'm giving you too much already. <laughs> Ten. Nine. I'm trying to think. What you, you played it earlier? You said it earlier. What the fuck did you say you played? Five, four. Which game have you been playing? Three. Two. I can't remember. My mind's gone blank, bro. I can't remember what you said you'd be playing oh at all. Control, that's what you said to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because you actually played the doctor in Control. Oh, did uh, he? Character, doctor, yeah, Dr. Yoshimi Tokyo. No, Tokyo. Tokyo. Oh, my God. I know Adam's going to basically, you know. Oh, Tokoi, Tokui. Tokui, yeah. Yoshimi, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just yeah. hit me now. It took me a second to register. <laughs> thing is, though, that's a trick. Like, which one did he act in? He's be, like, the one I remember is my man played 
He was a copper in Police Notes. He was a yeah. voice in Metal Gear. He was uh, he was in VR missions as well. Um, yes. Yeah. He played God in was it God in MGS Four? I think I can't remember what else did yeah, he do. He did. Yeah. Um, he's in Castlevania as well, Lords of Shadow. Um, and then he's actually physically like his glasses, his face, and everything is in Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah Doctor. Oh, what's he? Yoshi Yoshi Yeah, so that's it. So that was his uh, acting debut outside of the Konami, um, well, brand basically. Um, yeah, man. So you're saying with the last second in each one, I got two. I got control. I'll be honest with you, bro. If you said, if you didn't say to me, if you didn't say to me, I said it at the top of the show, I wouldn't have guessed control. I said control as you went one. He just went there, you know. I was like, what the fuck was he playing? I started going through all Nintendo games in my head. When I played the game, I was like, this is perfect. I've got to answer this question. Um, yeah, man. Well, well done, man. I mean, you didn't crack and you didn't get them all right, but at least the, the viewers or the listeners, sorry. Okay, there. listeners, hear me out. Listen, hear me out. Don't give me no stupid questions about a guy. <laughs> give me questions about his products, his games. It's about fucking PlayStation, not about a Japanese guy. It's not about a Japanese guy who's 57 years old and has released 40 games. You know what I mean? Fucking hell, I don't give a shit about his best game, innit? That's like me asking you, bro. Like, uh... oh yeah, yeah. At least we've learned something today, guys. Then we got that he played a doctor in Control. <laughs> he actually released his first um, game here on the MSX console, which was way back when. That's back in the eighties. He looked like a PC. It's crazy. Mm. It's, um, it's it's I'm... funny though. But if listeners, what's actually quite interesting is if you go back to Kojima's early days, which is the 80s, the same shit he went through at the end of Konami, he, he was doing that same shit. He was making games that were too big for fucking consoles and formats and <laughs> they, the games couldn't run it. You know, like games like Snatcher and SD Snatcher, yeah. stuff like that. They were pushing the boundaries of tech back then. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and Snatcher's was like, I think, was it Snatcher that was the rip-off of Blade Runner? Something yeah, like that. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But listen... But, uh, I thought, honestly, I thought, okay, he's going to ask me some obscure questions about, like, Metal Gear Acid and stuff and try and throw me off with that, but he ain't going to get me out. So when he started asking me about actually asking me about him, I was like, oh, shit, okay. (laughs) I didn't know Mario was his... So, yeah, obviously the ball's been rolling to your court now. Or even fans, if you've got any questions, uh, anything to try and stop for next week. Uh, just just get off at our uh, email address, which is the latest PS5 at gmail.com and Twitter. Twitter working now, you know, we had yeah, some yeah, it's working. So, at latest PS5. So, if you're on Twitter, um, tweet or DM your questions, um, to latest PS5. You can also submit Alex's questions about a subject, it has to be gaming related. Um, <laughs> And then also, obviously, what you're planning to buy on day one. We won't go through your whole letters, so don't write a paragraph. Just <laughs> name where you're from um, and what you're getting on launch, because then we can rile through more much faster. And then, yeah. obviously, again, you can also email the latest PS5 at gmail.com. Please, we don't only this is from Santa. <laughs> Alex, um, on our next episode, we will literally be a couple of days away from the launch in America. So That's it will be, be crazy, you know. Everybody but, um, thought that the, the US elections were big. I mean, that's got nothing compared to the PS5 launch. Nothing. 
<laughs> I'll be surprised. I'm surprised, though, dude, that I thought the digital would be bigger, and it isn't. It's it's like it's like ten percent of all PS5 sales are digital. Yeah. near the other '90s disc. <laughs> really? Okay. I thought okay. people were ready for digital, but they want the disc. <laughs> yeah, they want. Yeah, it's because you know broadband isn't at that stage yet. You know what I mean? It's still not not globally anyway. <laughs> well, not if you've got Starlink and you live in Nebraska. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a cloud that pops in the way, and basically you've got no connection. <laughs> I know, I know, it's crazy, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, listeners, get your questions in. Get your trivia in for Alex. Get your um, lists of what you're buying next week. Um, we will definitely have the show next week because me and Alex are in lockdown. So we will definitely do a show before the North American yeah. launch. We'll get yeah. some sales numbers and stuff like that, even though they're yeah. skewed by lockdown. Yeah. I'm tired, dude. I thought this episode was going to be like 40 <laughs> minutes. It's been <laughs> over an hour. What's new about lockdown? Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, yeah, episode 24. Good. And the big one is coming very soon. We've got some exciting news for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got the final yeah. word? Yes. Okay, the final word is... But you didn't know about that about Kojima. Let me remind that, actually. That was crap. Um, I bet you didn't know that about Kojima. That's what I was trying to say. I'm loving accent. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll see you next week. Good night, everyone. Good night.